0: The great thing about homeschooling is it can be customized to fit each child like a tailored suit, not just each family, but each child. I'm Rachel Winchester, and you're listening to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. In this episode, we'll hear from Dan Beck, a dad of eight who's been homeschooling with his wife for over 20 years. His family has benefited from the philosophy of better late than early, and I think you'll be inspired as well. Listen in.
1: Well, this evening, I am sitting with a wonderful longtime friend, Dan Beck. He and his wife, Kira live outside of the Minneapolis area on a beautiful lake, and they have eight children. Uh, ranging in age from 9 to 24 years of age, three girls, five boys. And Dan and his wife have been in the homeschool movement since their firstborn was about four years old, so about 20 years. And um, I just thought it would be great to interview a dad who's been in the trenches, still is in the trenches, and um, I just felt like he had a lot to offer. So welcome, Dan. Thank you, Carol. Um, I... I'm so excited to talk to you because, you know, a lot of times women have a very um, predominant voice in the homeschool movement, and I think that's unfortunate, and very often I think they feel like, well, my wife does this, and but that's not really true because no wife can do it without her husband's support, and I think you've really exemplified that. So tell me a little bit about your journey. What brought you and Kira hmm. To homeschooling and, and how did you decide to do this?
2: Hmm. That's a great question. Um, well, the first part of your comment, uh, Kara was the driver in terms of Kara, not oh, Carol. Kara. Yeah, oh. Kara, oh. my wife. Yeah. Uh, in terms of just getting engaged with the topic of homeschooling, Doing research, she's yes. a really, really good researcher yes. and learner. She is. So uh, that was really great. So she brought that along, and then together um, we got a hold of a book, and I don't know how, called "Better Late Than Early." Yes, by the Moors. Yes, we've been looking for it. It's I think it's out of print, but um, it was life changing for us. So it was really more of uh, how do we want to raise our kids mm-hmm. that homeschooling fit.
1: The philosophy,
2: mm-hmm. the philosophy of, we don't have to rush, and as we learned more and more, we didn't have to rush reading, mm-hmm. we didn't have to rush, certain comprehension or um, standardized test levels or, you know, that giving meaning to education. Yes. So, I think that that book really shaped our journey of homeschooling Mm -hmm. it's because it kind of gave us the freedom and we both agreed way back when being young parents not knowing what we're doing and still barely more like well that just makes sense Mm -hmm. why would I rush some of these things and let things marinate and develop yes and so homeschooling has fit just great with that Mm. I don't know how we could have done it without that
1: Wow. So our um, we've done a podcast on that book called mm. Better Late Than Early, and we'll put that in the show notes. We've also interviewed Kara on this show. I don't mm-hmm. know if you knew that. Mm-hmm. So we'll put a link to Kara's interview as well, because she is a Renaissance woman. She is. And um, she's a real catch, by the way. She is. I'm thankful. <laughs> yes. So... Um, you know, you've had very diverse children. I, I've known your children, um, known of them, and know them personally now for about twenty years. Mm-hmm. So, how has this kind of personalization that homeschool brings to the table worked for your kids? Mm.
2: Uh, I would say, I would say uh, it really it really has helped us try to view them as individuals yes, versus fitting into something. Yes. And then that requires sort of a, sort of a customizable interaction Uh for each kid because the first one hits 10 and they all seem the same up till, you know, a certain age, but uh, Kara's more attuned in that regard. But it seems like they just start having these preferences Uh and these habits and, repeat things that are wired in them and they're all yeah and they're all so different and so the same approach with every kid just isn't the most kind way to deal with each kid Mm -hmm. so that if that answers your question
1: can you give us some examples um i mean frankie has also frankie yeah um, on some of my webinars he's a beautiful example of homeschool at its best
2: Okay, yeah, we'll take Frankie. So he's our fourth, and he's the third boy, fourth child. Um, And he's just been really interested in being a cattle rancher and a horseman since he was young. Yes. Outdoorsman and, um, you know, wants to build a ranch when he was 13 in western South Dakota type kid. And believed all of it, and he can. He's now 19. But uh, the point is, as we just saw in him, you know, he went with some friends to the Boy Scouts. Yes. And accelerated through that, became an Eagle Scout. Yeah. Uh, but very independent, very much already talking. I want to own my own business and have employees. And uh, getting him to do actual school work was very difficult. Yes. Um, but and, that doesn't mean... That may didn't, I interrupt and yeah, say, say, say that
1: he followed two... Heavily academic Absolutely. That was hard.
2: His his two older brothers were in honors programs each in college and uh, just wired different. Yes. And um, so that's a good example of those two older brothers, kind of a customizable thing. We, walking with them, helped them find that journey. That was what they needed to do. That's right. So tell me
1: um, any advice, you know, a lot of... Young families, listen, and they're just starting out, and this all sounds a little overwhelming, a little scary. Give give their some experience um, advice
2: from your experience. Mm. Well, I'm trying to sift through like what would I've wanted to hear mm-hmm. when we started. Yes, and I really think uh, looking in the mirror for me and just saying spending a little more time like why do I feel pressure that my kids have to yeah. read why do I feel pressure that they're not this or that or this or that mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it's just identity mm-hmm. right? and and resting in uh, what Christ gives us in our identity but having little kids that just I, I myself just started cranking on being a dad
1: mm-hmm.
2: without without a lot of intentional thought like why why am i feeling this way inside cuz i did feel pressure are they coming along or are they reading well cuz you're an intense
1: you're an intense guy very intense you're highly successful you're you're an athlete you're you're driven in a good way mm-hmm. so this is counter counterintuitive maybe mm. for you, yeah. Do you think? It was it a little yeah. hard for you? Yeah,
2: it 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 was. It was because I grew up with the different experience and exactly. I was just fine. Exactly. I, I had a very pleasant
1: you did. public you school life. experience. It right. was just great.
2: <laughs> um but I knew that the, the, the hook the hook for me was in terms of maybe advice. This better late than early. Yes. That was a bit of a paradigm shift for me. I bet. And I was working through that. Mm-hmm. But um I I just think of uh, looking back, having little kids. That is a high pressure time. They have full time needs. They have, and then having Grace, our oldest, six, yes. starting getting homeschooled, and Kara's got four, two, and a baby. Well, who's got? You know, you just think practically as a dad, and yes. trying to protect or whatever. Yes. Uh, well, how can she get time for Grace when she has an infant? That's right. And I just I think homeschooling is totally doable Mm -hmm. if if myself as a parent would have just sort of let off the gas a little Mm. and just been this is okay do you feel like you put pressure on Kira because you were a little nervous about it I'm sure I did Uh, uh, I think it was more of a well the baby takes so much time maybe grace just more of an internal, is Grace getting enough, or mm-hmm. Richard, the next mm-hmm. one? Because we had kids exactly. all the time. <laughs> yes, you did. And so every couple years. and so. Uh, but the real issue wasn't Kara, and the issue wasn't the number of kids. Mm-hmm. The issue was my expectations. Mm-hmm. That's what I think.
1: Well, and I think, Dan, all of us were listening to Dr. Moore, reading his books... Um, and what's wonderful about Dr. Moore's books and his work was that it was all research-based. Mm, mm-hmm. So I nowadays remember. in the homeschool movement, every Tom, Dick, and Harry has a philosophy and an opinion, but there's no research behind it. Yeah. And so I just come back to Dr. Moore and say, this man knew what he was doing because it was." he would say, show me the research, show me the research. And he had eight thousand studies around the whole world that have been done on why early child education, early childhood education, was damaging to little children, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. if you wait and delay, that they're actually better readers, better learners. Mm-hmm. They love learning if you give them time to mature into their brain. Mm. But if you're yep. force feeding little tiny kids things that they have no application for, no reason or need of. Then you create a lifelong distaste Mm. for the very thing you're trying to accomplish.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carol, I, I agree. Yes, and we agree with that. Um, We just didn't know it.
0: We just, we just kind of believed it. Yes, and just
2: moved forward. Yes. But I very much the thing about their book that actually uh, really convinced me was the piano example. Yes, when they talked about about, well, if, if I remember it, it was more of a kid who started super early at four or five mm-hmm. and had five years and then they're 10 years old and then a 10 year old started and then they both played at 12 yes and they were almost on par exactly and so that just the whole dexterity development yes muscles maturity. bones ligaments yes. brain boys girls it just made sense yes it just made a ton of sense and that's yeah. actually uh, how how we look at life anyways. It's like, why would you... You can't push a rope, so why would you push a little kid if there's still a rope?
1: <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. I want to turn a corner and talk about some beautiful things I've observed in your family. So, several years ago, I was here speaking, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago. I think everybody was home. I think Richard and Grace had gone off but um Henry was still home definitely and I'm sitting in your living room and Kara brought me over and you know I'd met the kids at seminars over the years but to see them in their own environment and with their siblings and the first thing that I noticed was how the children cheered for their siblings Mm. And how, like Ruby and Fritz and Will, how the big kids were so proud of them, mm-hmm. and um, and the little kids were like wanting to impress me because you know they'd heard about me from you and and Karen's things, and and that would have been a perfect opportunity for their older brothers and sisters to make them look small, <laughs> and that hmm. could have made them in their mind look bigger, like, Mm -hmm. I am too cool for school. Oh, those are the little rugrats in our family. But they did just the opposite. Mm. And how they were proud of their siblings and laughing at their antics as they were trying to, you know, Ruby was little bitty and she was trying to impress me or make an impression. And how the kids, instead of rolling their eyes (laughs) at their little brothers and sisters, instead thought they were as adorable as I thought they were. Mm. And cool. it's really rare to see that kind of team spirit in a family. And I was wondering, you know, do you feel that homeschool created that team spirit, that loyalty?
2: Hmm. You know, I guess I've never thought of that till you, this question. Uh, so I don't hesitate because I don't think it's not homeschooling. <laughs> I just, um, I would say this, I think... I think the schedule, I think it would have to be homeschooling and the way we do it, which is together, mm-hmm. not kids aren't off at separate That's right. events. Uh, because what I'm thinking of as an answer for you is time. Mm-hmm. And so it takes so much time mm-hmm. to build a, a brotherhood in the military. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't take a week. Mm-hmm. It takes battle and it takes years, Suffering. and you see lifelong <laughs> loyalties with right. people who are totally different.
1: That's
2: right. So not that you know, the military is a great example, but I mm-hmm. think that That's I think the aspect example. of time.
1: A band and of brothers. A
2: band of brothers and sisters because of t- sheer time. And so, uh, you know, would Karen and I always pray, nend hearts together in love because they're all fighting when you're not around? <laughs> yes, <laughs> right? We would. But um, time and time again, uh, we have observed too, you can't find a more fiercely uh, loyal, but loyal in a healthy way. Yes. Like, like yes.
1: they—they're proud of each other. They
2: are ten. They're eight chiefs, <laughs> and you know I'm the ninth small chief, and then Kara takes care of us. But, um, but that is how it is. These, for some reason, the Lord gave us fiercely independent leader style kids. All of them,
1: and they're all totally different.
2: Totally different, and yet. You just sit back and they are they are for each other mm-hmm. even if they are duking it out 10 minutes beforehand. Exactly. They, they are they are that way. And I do think I guess my answer is time. I think mm. you It's really hard to foster love mm-hmm. if you don't have a bunch of valley experiences. because mm. you just if you're yep. just touching superficial stuff, yeah, that's great. That's a positive thing, mm-hmm. uh, but I, my own experience, I feel safer when someone's stuck with me through the tough times, yes. not the easy times. Yes. And so I think, I think s- mm-hmm. them in that environment sometimes felt like too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think one of the way big upsides is that mm-hmm. they, the they do understand a bond.
1: Typically high school is when people begin to look for the exit sign. It doesn't have to be that way. On July 15th, my son JJ and I will be doing an all-day webinar entitled, Begin with the End in Mind. Many dads have told me that this is their favorite seminar. It's practical, research-based, and will encourage you to stay the course and not give up. J.J. and I will be talking about how to navigate upper-level math and sciences, foreign languages, work and service, and most importantly, how to make great books the core of your teen's education. J.J. and his wife, Kristen, are currently homeschooling four children, including a 14-year-old, so they understand your concerns. We'll be talking about socialization, sports and pursuing your child's interests under your supervision. College and trade school prep, resumes and transcripts will all be discussed. As you can tell by the seminar's title, we want you to begin with the end in mind, which means it is vitally important that you hear this information repeatedly from the toddler years until your children are driving. This seminar will cast the long vision, so you know where you're headed. Grab your spouse and your teens and join us on Saturday, July 15th, from 9 to 5 Central Time. You don't want to miss this. Click the show notes to register. Now back to the show. You've traveled the world as a family. You've yeah, taken a lot. the money you'd use for tuition, and you've done some pretty yeah. wonderful trips. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's been great. And again, the home homeschooling, and homeschooling uh, where we just say we're just going to do it ourselves with guidance. Yeah. We've had your guidance and, and other, some other structures. But um, doing it that way allows to take a trip. Mm-hmm. And as we've gotten older, we've had the younger kids in a co-op like Fridays. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that now. Mm-hmm. There's three kids in there. I think, no, four, three. Uh, no, Adeline, four. Um, but I found it really disruptive. And we're committed Fridays. We're, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's okay. It's just yeah. one day a week, and it's working. Yeah. But uh, hands down, managing managing time. Yes. And having a schedule because of homeschooling, Mm -hmm. I'm just so thankful we did it Mm -hmm. because we can do these things. We've sent all the senior kids somewhere their their spring semester, Mm -hmm. two of them to Costa Rica, Mm -hmm. one to England. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one sort of had a gap year experience for uh, their senior year. Mm Our next one in line, Adeline, yeah. she's 17. Uh, we're already ahead of the curve because mm-hmm. of experience, a little. Yeah. But uh, she's going to basically have a gap year, her senior year, um, with tra- you know, travel and space and yes. um, things and, that and incorporating fit. incorporating dance. Incorporating so, dance, that's yeah. her thing. And, but that's the customization. That. Yeah, that's that right. You asked it's earlier, how, how do we do it? Well, you just don't say, right. oh, honey, you want to be a dancer, and mm-hmm. you just pour this Make money to something. Right. It's more like... If you find the group or find a teacher and call them and say, could, you know, my daughter come for a week mm-hmm. for an intensive? Mm-hmm. And that's happened with some of our kids. It's outside the box. Yes. And because we homeschool. Oh, sure, they can be there during the week. That's like, right. Like, that's it, right. O- it opens <laughs> way more doors. It does. For, I think, a real hands-on experience because uh, these experiences, like with travel. yes travel is a novelty if you just travel I walked under Big Ben I went to London Bridge but I've always preferred and we've preferred as a family we want to go somewhere because there's a family there and then we stay in their house Mm. and then we meet their neighbors and we do their weekend activities so that's travel too yes it is and so that's what we've tried to do Mm. with as the kids are older yes and they have to be 18 most of the time to get to these places but uh we want them to have that. Yes. Not not to be a, a novelty. Not to be a tourist. Not to be a tourist, but, but to
1: be a resident of the community they're in.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. You, you get a whole different experience. Yes. Because it gets can. you more to service. Yeah. It gets you more to relational connection. Yes,
1: exactly. It's not just checking the boxes on your tour sheet. Yeah. But you're really getting to know the people, the community, the faith-based. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's brilliant! I love that. And for short-term mission trips, I always say, send your child alone to a friend who's a missionary mm. and let them serve that family mm. instead of going on these group tours that are nothing but glorified vacations. Like, really, let them go there to to give and not to be given to. And um, that's
2: these, a great point. Yeah, 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 that's a great point.
1: Talk to me about having a special needs or learning disability. Situation in your home? How yeah. how has homeschool served you in that area?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, um, one of our children has dyslexia. We didn't know it, right? So homeschooling wise, you know, the pattern had been kids read some interested. Okay, six, six and a half. Okay, but we never, Carol really never did anything, right? And most of them cranking along by seven or eight, just naturally. Yes, and doing great. Well, we had another child come along, and it was like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. It was more of a parental thing. Mm-hmm. Kara, of course, being so attuned, she's like, this, this is isn't the same. This is beyond difficult. That's this right. is not, you know. Uh, but because of our homeschooling, too, I will say, well, so we waited. Mm-hmm. So we weren't, you know what I mean, and we weren't sure. Right. Um, but as soon as we had the thought, mm-hmm. uh, we just went to uh A really good testing place facility, educational testing. It was very clear, very good results. Um, And then that was, uh, frankly, you know, we just knew for for us and what they described of needing to be done. And with dyslexia, we just we were going to outsource that. Mm -hmm. So that child went to. Specialized school for dyslexia and dis whatever graphia yes. and yeah. dyscalculia or whatever yeah. you call it. Yeah. Those three it was around that. Yeah, uh, for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I uh, remember. And it was it's a big decision. It was a big decision. Mm-hmm. Um, very different, um, but it was. We were so thankful too to keep going with the other kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we went and had that child go there to get. It, it, it's Some really tools. about it, specific. Training tools. That's right. Because the kids just learn reading differently. That's right. That's it. That's and right. And we just didn't feel equipped to do it. Yeah. So tons of tutoring. The school, as soon as that was established. Yeah. Then back being homeschooled. Home I know. It so, amazing. I mean, it, it, it was, right. you know, it's like a kid being out for a while with a medical need. That's right. And you keep them educating them. It's just that's different. Right. Yes. So we, we, that's, it's been great. In fact, uh, it, it's been so good to have that. Amongst the siblings. Yes. Because everyone uh, is fiercely <laughs> helpful mm-hmm. and fiercely protective. protective yes, I've observed it. And fiercely that. humorous, you know, like, just because sometimes interactions with this particular child are yeah. like, that 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 doesn't work. <laughs> and that wasn't that funny. And they don't even know it. And the others are giggling, you know, right. and pat, right. patting this kid on the back. And
1: yes. It's awesome. I mean, they it's, love each other. And you just can see it. Yeah. There's just. A mutual admiration society yep. among your children. Yep. That is
2: unusual. I Well, we're thankful. Know. We're thankful. Yeah. But I, I will say, Carol, for you know, kids, a little bit like you know, autism spectrum disorder uh, with homeschooling. I mean, there are just things, I think, again, back to expectations. If I could speak, especially to younger parents, uh, it's okay to not homeschool. It's okay to not homeschool every kid. I mean, I can't imagine mm-hmm. having needs mm-hmm. beyond what we had, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and trying to do it all. Yeah, and yeah, that is. And to there's me, grace. There's grace. The yeah. Lord is kind, and that's right. he doesn't command us <laughs> to homeschool. Mm-hmm. And so, just having that settled freedom.
1: Amen. Yes, that's absolutely right. And I like to say, it's not God's will. Necessarily, for you to homeschool it's God's will for you to do his will for each child for each year yeah. and just to listen to his voice because we don't hear the voice of a stranger you mm. know. we know his voice mm-hmm. and so he promises to lead us mm. and sometimes he says this one needs to be here this one needs to be there okay now they need to come home I mean you just have to flow with it We're, we don't need to be pharisaical about this
2: yep. that's right Yeah, yeah, thanks for saying that. Yeah, I I think
1: that's important to be said. So, any last words, particularly to some dads that might be listening, thinking about going down this road? Mm. What would you say to them?
2: Oh, boy. Um, I would just say, uh, you know, at some point you have to decide how you're going to live as a family. So just it 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 works, and the reason I say live as a family is you just sometimes have to put up with oh your your kids not socialized, are your kids you know, and all the things that don't really I mean they're well intentioned, but they don't make sense. No three year old trains a three year old to do well.
1: That's right, right?
2: <laughs> um, but that's okay. I, I'm I'm saying that's living in that, but living being more settled in. This is, gonna, this is okay and it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And this is our path. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a us versus them. Mm-hmm. It's not homeschooling's better mm-hmm. than your public school kid. Mm-hmm. No matter how they look, mm-hmm. even if it looks better. Yes. And I'll be honest, it looks better. Yeah. At times. It, at times. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more of a uh, God calls us to live our life. So how are we going to live that life? Mm-hmm. And be okay with that because mm-hmm. it's going to look different. Mm-hmm. Schedule's going to look different. Mm-hmm. Activities look different. Mm-hmm. Kids are going to be like, why does your seven-year-old talk like an adult? <laughs> but, that, well, this is that's so right. common. We've heard that that's, so many times. So right. I I think being settled that I play the long game with everything. If it works, yes. and if you know it's going to work, then then you just sort of, You you work through through it, sift through it, and there's some bumps in the road, Mm -hmm. but keeping your eye on the prize, Mm -hmm. these kids will read, they will do arithmetic, Mm -hmm. they will write, they they will will explore, they're going to work ethic. You can you to take so much time, which I'm an advocate of of chores. Yes, yes, and good chores like actually your house needs something done, you have to do it. Yes, but even then, you don't have to work them to a bone Mm on, on a on a recession era farm i'm just saying just this habit and getting them in is so everything everything is so worth it because of the schedule because of the time because of the relational things that come with that time mm-hmm. uh, and and the only reason not to do it for us was oh maybe it doesn't work mm-hmm. like that was the big question the big fear the big fear for and me what and do people and say about their
1: children as they've gone into society oh boy what are you hearing
2: well, it's going to turn brag-docious, Uh and it. I'm happy for Go it. Go for it! Because I mean, it's our, all glory to God. It is, and I thank you. I'm 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 being tongue in cheek. <laughs> it's uh, they're just incredible. You know, they showed up for whether it's college or our oldest. Uh, she moved out on her own week before twentieth birthday. Never asked for a dime. Handing out resumes in downtown Minneapolis, like she's killed it. Mm-hmm. She's just incredible. Well. I know. Uh, there's that path. There's a college path. Right. All of them, in their own right, yes. um, are trustworthy, mm. hardworking, pleasant, able to interact, sociable. And look
1: you in the eye. They look
2: you in the they eye.
1: Speak incredibly articulate. they
2: yeah. They're I, I think so. They're helpful. Mm-hmm. They initiate. Yes. Helping. Serving. Um, and so. I'm really, really, really thankful and proud of them.
1: Yes. And, and everyone who knows them loves them.
2: They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They're and poster
1: children for <laughs> homeschooling. <laughs> well, I don't know about that <laughs> now. And they're the classic one size does not fit all children. Yeah. So it's not yes. like you had this little formula and you just popped out these little widgets that were, you know, little miniatures of you and, and Kara. Each one of them are completely unique and them, themselves.
2: Yeah, they are, and, and and I think our family's a bit of an anomaly because we were always doing stuff with the high school or you know the sports, and not just homeschool groups. But right. then we'd be in certain homeschool groups. or be at church, and we'd be one of two homeschool families. Yeah. You know, so we weren't. Yeah. We didn't really fit the mold anywhere. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a is a better. Uh, and bigger testament mm. to uh, them, and you know, really, too. They don't have to embrace it. They don't have to embrace being a good uh, part of the community, mm-hmm. and they have mm-hmm. on their own totally. Uh, and I and I think a lot of that is simply due to giving them some space to figure that out. And mm. there's ups and downs, um, but and you and Kara have
1: modeled a life of service. An investment into your community wherever you go whether it's your church your town that you live in um, you're on various boards I mean you give of your time your energy where do you think your children learn those things?
2: Well yeah I think they learn Both you that. and Kira do these things. Yep and that's good uh, that's good modeling I will say the number one modeling thing is is recognizing we're broken mm-hmm. and seeking forgiveness Amen. is what is what is winsome Mm. just in life that's why Christianity is winsome Mm. it's because of that
1: it's so good
2: you know versus and I applaud example but versus training training them up in the way they should go that's all important but um, if they never have a mom or dad that says sorry Mm -hmm. really sorry yes really screwed up really broken yes (laughs) man that's what keeps me going Mm -hmm. when people do that to me
1: hmm this has been so good, Dan. Do you want to pray for these sure. up-and-coming families?
2: Yep, sure. Father, um, thank you that uh, whatever said here is the Holy Spirit ministering to Carol and I mm. on level ground, and ministering to listeners on the same level ground. So no one's got the edge. No one's got. No one knows the future here. Uh, we just know that as we seek Your face uh, and seek to grow in compassion. Uh, with each other and with our children um, that things like homeschooling option work they work really really well because how much time did you take lord to spend with us the broken Mm -hmm. so we just pray for everybody here to uh, be more and more settled in who you are jesus what you mean to each of us
1: Mm -hmm. amen amen thank you dan
0: If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more from the Beck family, check out episode 49 with Dan's wife, Kara, and episode 116 with Dan's son, Frankie. Thank you for joining us this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. Be sure to tune in next time when we help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings!